0: and we Hello are back
1: and welcome back um you join me Aaron and Tony in our sort of virtual studio um and you are listening to the red kite show and i believe it's the third red kite show am i right there, Tony
2: this is episode number 3 of our summer experiment of uh, the, uh, the summer of 2020 and if you've been listening to to all our parts of the last almost 3 hours now i think you Probably will agree that there is a bundle of incredible creative ideas from the writers, from the broadcasters, the musicians, theater as well. And this summer's been an experiment just to see what happens if we try to work remotely during the coronavirus lockdown, which is now phasing out, and the fact that the Chapel FM Arts Center is being renovated. And I think we certainly have discovered that there are so many interesting ideas about ways, different ways to use radio. And in this last 45 minutes, Uh, the last of the the 12 hours of radio we've done over the last three weeks. We've got some exciting features coming up. We're going to talk to some pigeons. We're going to talk to a fabulous BBC radio producer, Lucy. We're going to hear about a few more healthy holiday groups. And then we're going to go out with uh, a little experimental time travel to the year 2070. Um, But first, Aaron, we're going to hear a a radio feature about our our radio next-gen broadcasting cohort companion, Izzy, who's going to talk to some pigeons, but we've been talking to a few different types of birds over the last year. Can you talk? tell us a bit about some of the bird experiences you've had so far?
1: So uh, I I went on a trip to, I think it was Naresborough mm-hmm. to see talking ravens. Um, And I know how weird that's going to sound, talking ravens, because you, you don't imagine a bird can talk. However they can, and they can actually hold a sort of relatively decent conversation with you as well. And it was one of the weirdest experiences because I, I went up to this bird and um, there was someone next to me. And I can't remember what it was. I think it was just like a passing bystander. And the, the bystander went to the kid and just went, oh, look at the crows. And the bird turned around and went, not a crow, not a crow. <laughs> and told them there was a raven.
2: Well, and one of the, one of the inspirations behind Red Kites, we did a documentary about actual Red Kites last summer, and this next piece you're going to hear is the beginnings of a third feature created by Izzy, Isabel Walker, and Verity Watts, and a number number of other collaborators exploring the world of pigeons down at Kurgay Market and other places. So let's, let's take it away into the pigeons and Izzy.
0: can get rid of the ruddy lot of them because they're horrible things. And you were the proudest thing I'd ever see. I
3: think they're cute, I think they're cool, I think they're misunderstood. However I don't advocate for every person like not shooing away pigeons because if you had pigeons everywhere it would be a bit of a mess and a bit unhygienic and stuff. But on their own, they're cute and interesting.
4: But I couldn't say a
5: thing
6: You wouldn't want pigeon poo all over Asda's shop floor, would you? We don't want it on here either, so they're a damn nuisance. When a pigeon
4: comes to greet you Sometimes it's hard to tell Oh, exactly what it means When the sounds say makes swell
7: And whose side are Hello? Oh, hello, is that Rob Kilner, the Leeds Market historian? Yeah, hi. We were wondering, can you give us a tour of the Leeds Market from a pigeon's
8: perspective?
5: Sure, no problem. I'll see you down there.
3: into it and it just smells really good spicy like herby like (sighs) i don't know i think he's going up. are we going up yeah we'll go for it and now you can just smell flowers and greenery it's quite it's like perfume like really old ladies perfume right now because we're going upstairs (laughs) i didn't even know this balcony existed you don't see it it's got so many different holes and gaps in it different shapes and they like sitting on metal it's the perfect shape for them to get their claws on because it's thin but it's not too thin and it's not too thick either.
5: So we stood on the balcony, we're kind of facing Vicar Lane and the entrance, the Vicar Lane entrance over there to our left has got a big arch which is kind of golden and they, it's covered in Bermantoff's tiles. Bermantoff's is just to the east of us and that was where there was a big... I think it was called the Fire Fireclay Company, where they made tile work and some very garish coloured things. If you ever get to Soltaire, the um, David Hockney Gallery there, there's some great examples there. Uh, and also on the walls, we've got a load of tiled bricks um, which are coloured to match with the iron work. And they, are, they were great to clean um, because there would have been so much smog and smoke around. And especially with the butcher's shops, they would have been uh, great when they'd have been chopping up their meat and the sausages, et cetera, to wipe down and clean.
3: They're, like, kind of irregular. They're cool, they're imperfect, and I like that because it's not very common in this society that everything is kind of... It looks nice, but if you look at them individually, they're all slightly different. It's nice, it's imperfect, and you don't see that a lot. And you said that was like the pigeons. Yeah, because... They're all different, they've all got slightly different patterns, but if you look at them in a group, they all look the same. But if you look at the patterns individually, they look quite different, like astonishingly so, you can tell the difference between them.
4: Oh, yeah, there is one there, yeah. And you were the
6: proudest thing I'd ever I don't know, probably just a bit weird with the
3: social distancing thing as well, because that's something that they would notice. They would notice how not busy it is they'd be like why is nobody coming I don't think they'd understand I think that's quite interesting as well because they've seen how many people come in each day and then it's just changed in the matter of a day so it's that's quite weird
6: when a pigeon comes to greet you what do you think it would look
3: like if you were a pigeon perched here is it? I think it'd be quite stressful, to be honest, because you'd be like, I want to eat them food, I want to use them plants for my nest. But you're like, but people, you know, you don't want to get hurt by a person, you don't want to get shooed away. But also there's a possibility that that person might feed you. So it's kind of, they've got to have an an element of decision making and problem solving, which is why they go in one entrance and swoop up in a quite sneaky in a way,
6: I think. I'm Linda Jenkinson. I run birdwatching classes in and around Leeds. My business is called Start Birding. What can I tell you about the pigeon family? Well, the ones that you see around the houses the most, are the ones that look um, very sort of pinky, fawny coloured, with a, um, a black band across, and those are coloured doves. And they make a sound which has got three notes, so it's da do do da do da so it's like I don't know. And the other one that people know quite a lot is uh, wood pigeons, which they'll see in the gardens or out on farmland or in woodlands, and they have five notes, which is do 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 So that tells you the two part. Those are the wood pigeons that have got a small head, massive body, and they look out of proportion. They've got a yellow eye and a black centre, sort of have a bit of a stupid look, I think. Um, But they're the ones that eat all of your bird food normally. The pigeons that you see in the towns, so Trafalgar Square, if you think about things like that as well, um, they're all feral pigeons. And the reason why you see them in towns is because they're originally from rock doves, which like the cliffs. And so they are attracted to cities. We've taken them, we've bred them for racing, and then they've become feral over time. And this is why they're all different colors because we've messed around with them. But if they're true to form, they're very gray colored and they've got two very dark bars on their wings. They normally have a white rump, but they're, they're drawn to cities because they like sea cliffs. I think pigeon sounds are quite calming. And so even if you live in a city and that's all you've got flying around you, I think to hear something making that lovely sound, because feral pigeons make this sort of woo-woo sound and it's quite hypnotic really. Um, the youngsters can sound a little bit noisy, but I think I think pigeon sounds are, are very calming.
7: racing for almost two years and um, I've won four races last year and one this year so far. They all have their own personality they're all different in a way like humans we're all different but sometimes it takes a while to work out what their personality is. I've got two that I can give a very good example of firstly um, one of my young birds this year he's called Boo um, and he is a very, very friendly pigeon that will always like to sort of play with you. And then my second bird is someone called Triple B. She, um, I think she's she's also very friendly. She is very good at winning races. Um, So I'd say she's a nice... Her personality is um, friendly and... She's good at quite a few things. Fly away,
4: Skyland pigeon fly towards the dreams you left so very far behind.
7: All you would really need is a small chicken heart, I would say. Um and like two racing pigeons and then you'd, you'd just feed them and take them to places you think that they could easily come home from and keep them in before letting them out because you could easily lose them, keep them in for a while and then when you think they look like they know where they are and they really got it, you can let them out for a bit and as they get more confident confident and coming out, make them fly a little bit longer each time they come out. That's my advice. He can spread his wings and fly away again fly- My dad's got some that have raced, I think, 500, at least 500 miles. They come back from there and then they get a nice treat to go with their boyfriend or
4: girlfriend. Fly away, skyline pigeon fly. You want the things you love so very, so very
2: And that piece, that lovely audio piece about pigeons, was brought to you by Izzy, Isabella Walker, and Verity Watts. And we're going to have lots more uh, Talking to Birds features in the months and years ahead on Red Kite, hopefully. But uh, that was pigeons in the market, and also young Elizabeth, a nine-year-old who races pigeons, lovely stuff. So next up, we've got a guest here joining us, Aaron, who've we got in the studio, in our virtual studio?
1: We have uh, Lucy here, and Lucy has worked for the BBC, and she's also like, I'm just reading like some of her CV here, and honestly, it's like, it's the legends of radio right now, because you've done everything from an award-winning piece from the 1980s Miners to live television and back again but uh, we was talking before we came on air and you said something really interesting you said that your radio journey started here in seacroft um, and i just kind of want to know it. what, how right but well, it so, all began when i was a teenager in east leeds
0: and my mum worked at Seacroft hospital and they needed somebody to go around and collect all the dedications from patients for the hospital radio. There was a hospital radio called Radio Skiber for to and Beck Broadcasting. And so once a week I used to go around the hospital or collect dedications from people. We didn't let them actually request any records, were proper final records in those days because we didn't have that many records to play. And then i come and select them all and hand them over to the broadcasters of the, the DJ who was hosting the show, who I used to think, how, how amazing to do something like that. And that was my first experience of broadcasting at Seacroft Hospital.
1: So, um, slightly off topic here, but just out of pure coincidence, my dad actually used to run the DJ show at Seacroft Hospital.
0: No. No. Oh, wow. probably. Yeah. Pro- Probably a bit later than, um, than I did it, but how in, how was it coincidence But
1: yeah, what, what, what Have a we've coincidence. Got to that? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: so like I said, you work for the BBC and you've done absolutely loads of stuff. And I'm wondering,
0: what was your favourite part? My favourite part of all the things I've done has been going and talking to people and finding out about their lives and what they do. I just love being able to go and just spend a few hours getting to know somebody and getting to know their world and just being really those, in asking questions being curious about them. That's been the thing that I've loved all the way through my career.
1: And uh, there's so much to ask you about and so little time, so I hope you will come back and talk <laughs> at length with us. Um, Tony, do you have any
0: questions? Anytime, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, one of the things we're delighted about is Lucy. Lucy Smickersgill, has as well, hope is starting to get involved in working with us here at Chapel of In fact, we're going to hear just at, just in a moment a uh, a short piece that she helped produce with 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 Katie Katie Haley about some of the healthy holidays uh, youth projects happening this summer. But I'm curious to know, Lucy. So you've you've worked for the grand, wonderful BBC, and now here we are, humble but very defiant chapel fm art center east leeds fm radio and just curious what uh, what drew you to 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 us and and what you find interesting about what we're doing uh with radio and seacroft and across leeds in general
0: oh it's like a magnetic draw tony uh i got to know chapel fm because i go and rehearse in a jazz band on a thursday night as and and covid's not happening we have not been able to Rehearsed for a few months but it was just such a lovely building walking into it and you just feel the atmosphere as you walk into that building and i was really curious what else went on there and when i found out that radio programs were coming out of there i started listening and i just got absolutely hooked and i think it's a wonderful thing that you're doing one of the things that's always um, struck me all the way through my baby's career is that you don't hear enough northern voices on the radio mm. and you hear very very few East Leeds voices and we've got a really distinct accent so it's really good that there's a radio station where there's loads and loads of people who sound like they come from Leeds and from East Leeds so for that it's great yeah
2: well we are delighted that you've, that you've gotten involved and we really look forward to working on more projects in the future So thank you, Lucy. Thank you, Aaron, for for the good questions. So lots more we can talk about in the future. But for now, we're going to head over and listen to the piece on the Healthy Holidays program, which we are part of, our summer project uh, happening across Leeds. So thank you, Lucy. Talk to you soon.
0: Thank you, Tony and Aaron.
9: With Chapel FM, we've been in Kentmere Community Centre and on the fields in Barncroft and at Rain Park and at Dennis Healy, and we've been talking to lots of young people about their lives, about Seacroft, about what they're doing in the holidays and what they normally like doing and just really finding out more about the young people in this area.
10: Can you guys tell me a little bit about what you've been doing over the summer holidays? What is Dazzle?
11: You dance at Dazzle. We've been doing a lot of games and we've been uh, playing with our teachers and and there's little separate groups of children.
10: And what do you think you've been learning by going to these groups and meeting the children and doing all the dancing?
11: To be friends with others and be nice to others.
10: Ronan, you were explaining to me earlier that one of the things that you really enjoy doing is climbing.
8: I like to climb high things because I like the view after I've climbed it. And if I fail, I won't fail because you always try again. But during Covid, I wasn't allowed out. And it, like my anger got really, really bad. It still is.
10: So you find it a therapeutic way of dealing with your anger?
8: Yeah, I like to go out on my own sometimes and climb because I just get the peace and quiet.
10: Are there any other things that you do in order to help calm you down?
8: Fight. All yeah, right, as soon as we went boxing. live, like, her because it just... Because anger.
10: Is there somewhere local to where you live that you go to?
8: Right here. Literally, this building.
10: Can't be a community centre.
8: It's called Seacroft Select.
10: Has it started back up since Covid?
8: Yeah, it started on Monday. My muscles ached. But, you know, I enjoyed it.
9: Boxing fun. COVID now, we're not allowed to spa, so it's more pad work and running around building and a lot of exercise. I never thought I'd be the type of person to go, oh, yeah, let's do boxing. But my mate came to my house one day and I I just agreed to walk up to boxing and watch her do training. I joined in and I ended up liking it. Kept going to sessions, liked it even more, started fighting and got better at it. continue and getting better
12: at really? it. Okay, right, so this is your canvas today. When you make your face, I want to see it inside the canvas. Don't want to see anything overspilled.
10: So, Ella, do you have any idea about what's going on here today on the field?
9: I'm doing transformation. i done it last time. What did you do last time you did it? Um, I did, uh, like, a uh, apple
11: face. And at the end, you can eat your face.
9: So you can
10: eat the face that you make out of the vegetables at the end.
11: Yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'll give
12: you each a piece of paper. So I want to see you, when you make your fruit face, make it within the paper, okay? So nothing over the sides. Is that all right?
10: So I'm here with Aidan and his mum. Aidan, who really doesn't want to talk to me, but mum's going to have a chat. Is there anything in particular that, Aiden, you know, Aidan's looking forward to taking part in this summer? Yeah. Come back if you need Today more. it's the
13: vegemation because he absolutely loves it. Every time they do it, is right. We're going to that one.
10: <laughs> what what is it, Aiden? Do you mind me asking? What is that you enjoy about it?
7: It's just really
9: fun. You get to make it look like the thing is talking. You made. Low, isn't it?
12: What do you think of a pear nose, maybe? Anybody want a pear nose? Yeah. Um. And what would you like to have as the nose of yours? What do you think?
7: Oh, a tomato nose. I love that. I'll chop it in half for you. Be to get on. So, we've
9: been working
7: in Moorsdale, um,
9: in Dennis Healy, at Barncrofts, um, at Rain Park,
0: and in the Monks Woods.
9: And through the weeks, what we've found actually is that people prefer to have a longer activity with a picnic that we provide with the boxes and that they can stay around for longer and talk to each other. So, I'm sat here on
10: Denny Field, as you guys call it, with a group of young people who all have picnic plates in front of them. What is it that you're here today for? To play a game. Sit down. (laughs) I'm sat eating dinner on the field. Have you made friends with anybody new that you've not met before?
9: Yeah. 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 Someone called Aidan.
10: So tell me a little bit about what's going on
9: here today and why you've come along. So I've came here today to do fun activities, to like not like get away from family, but like have time with friends and everything. Jack,
10: you're a member of the Scott group. Tell me a little bit about what you you've done in the past with Scott.
7: We used to be in like a youth club where there were drinks, food. Chocolate bars and then there were like footballs and all that and basketball and TIG.
10: You enjoyed going to the groups and like meeting people there? Yeah. Then Covid's hit and now it's the summer. What sorts of things have you been doing in the summer?
7: (laughs) Playing on my phone and then my mum's phone after my phone's died. The youth club's going to be open again soon.
10: What's the atmosphere like in the group when you're all together in the youth club? Fun. Yeah. You guys have got some boxes, they look quite exciting. Do you mind me asking what's inside them?
9: Yeah. Uh, it's fun, isn't it?
3: So,
10: as in the Seacroft Community on Top yeah. group? Yeah. So, tell us what's inside your boxes.
9: Uh, the best thing. It's a timer. You also get a book, you get some pencils, you get bubbles, you get some chocolate, you get acrylic pens. Cards, Play Doh, and then you get some like colouring sheets. And and you get playing cards. Yeah, they're sick. In the boys, you get a body wash. Is that because you're more silly? Yeah! (laughs) And we also get socks. And
10: like some more activities. What sorts of activities have you got that you've taken part in that you've enjoyed? Um,
9: We've got some baking ones, like chocolate cookies, and then we've also got like activity ones where you can like make like a football stadium. With, like, cardboard and everything. They're very fun. If you
10: hadn't have had them over the lockdown and as part of the summer holidays, mm. what do you think you might have done differently with your time?
9: I think I would have just, like, stayed in and, like, played on my PlayStation. But now that I've got the activities, I'm actually doing things with family and everything. Me and Kate are sisters,
3: right, and I wanted to do a true or false with her. So true or false, you love me.
9: False.
3: Hi! <laughs> True or false, you like LS14 Trust? Uh, True.
9: True
3: or false, you think Seacroft's got a lot of good things coming for summer? True.
2: <laughs> and that was a profile on some of the healthy holiday groups happening in East Leeds and Seacroft by Lucy Smickersgill, who was our guest just on the show now. And we're going to jump right over to another part of Leeds. We're going to go down to Holbeck to reestablish a group that I visited last week and another of the Healthy Holidays programs. There are about 35 of these projects happening all across the city uh, with people doing fantastic and very different things with groups of young people. So here we are taking you down to Holbeck and learning a little bit about their trips to Africa as well. Here we go. Here at Reestablish in Holbeck. I'm here with Kieran, Alicia, Bremner and Cameron, and also Joe and Nee, will help run run the program, and we're just going to chat a bit about some of what's been happening here in Holbeck this summer. So, first of all, hello everybody. Hi. Hi.
13: <laughs> so these guys will be here for a week. Um, Alicia and Cameron are part of the Young Leaders project, so that you so they <laughs> <laughs> they've been coming in um, every every day within the camp <laughs> to help out. Um, and leave certain bits and bobs. I was
2: going to ask, what's, what's the hardest part about about being, helping run it? It was getting up early o'clock in the morning, then you get used to the routine. Yeah.
14: Yeah. What would you say?
3: Um, probably going back home and just being really tired and drained.
14: Yeah. And then, and then having to chill with someone until like half ten at night.
3: Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but it all comes to experience and then, yeah, it's just easier to work with children.
13: Nice. So what about about the area? It's um yeah, there's there's a lot going on in the area. I mean there's always something happening. Yeah. Never
12: boring. Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of challenges that happen locally. Yeah. Um yeah. like but there's also great people that live here, yeah. you know, so it's 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 a real balance into and there are some good some good organisations and people that run stuff locally. Yeah. And I think, you know, lockdown certainly highlighted some of that stuff, brought a load of different partners together. That's been really positive in terms of looking at how we can develop stuff um, moving forwards.
13: Some of the guys have been involved in the the lockdown um, challenges that we did throughout COVID.
4: Oh yeah, Um, what were some of
13: those? So so basically we provided 700 children every two weeks with um, activity packs. So every day there was something for them to do. Um, There was challenges set, there might be gardening stuff in there, there might be art challenges, um, cooking we um, had you know some places donate pizza bases and so we'd send out all the ingredients um, but it was a big job because we had to source everything uh, yeah, um, yeah. It, it was a bit of a logistical nightmare I was running around like headless chickens um, obviously we had to put the packs together and deliver and stuff some of, the, some of our young guys obviously social distancing we only had a couple in a, a big very big building at the time um, just came in like helped us
2: Excellent. No, that's been one of the things about the whole lockdown experience is seeing people coming together, together yeah. working together in Absolutely. different ways. Yeah, it's ways. been amazing. It's been that been, that yeah.
12: Point of view. yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole thing was like we had a, that it was funded by a variety of different places. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And even some local businesses donated stuff. You know, like the printing was paid for by you know the council, and then we had. Um, yeah, different organizations coming together, different schools sending stuff out, different local organizations doing stuff too. So it was a really positive way the Buddhist Center allowed us to use their facilities. So it was a great way of kind of bringing lots of different people from different elements together, because we couldn't have done it yeah. um, on our own. It was very much about the collective experience, and um, so that lots of different people would benefit in different ways. So it was really positive.
2: Joe, you so you were saying, we just before we started on the radio, that you also have groups that go to Sierra Leone.
12: I've been 15 times. Um, oh. taken 43 young people over the last few years. And, and how
2: did, how did Sierra Leone get, how did, how did you pick Sierra Leone? Did, did someone have a connection there, or?
12: Yeah, I, I did, so oh, I, did. I, I, okay. st- I spent a lot of time in Africa.
8: Oh ah, okay, um, yeah.
12: So nice. somebody that I knew was running some stuff over there. Um so it was around the time of the G8 summit and that kind of stuff. I was chatting with some young people on the local estate just up the road yeah. and said, if you had the opportunity to do this kind of things yourself, would you take it? And some of them said, yes. So we looked into it and we started to pull it together. It's obviously it's been affected by lots of different things. We were supposed to go this October. We can't because of COVID. And um, so we postponed it for a year. And so we take different groups. Um, we do small numbers, obviously, for that kind of thing, um, but it's very much part of a bigger picture of the stuff that we run.
2: Yeah. So, like, Elisa, you you might go, or Kieran and you also? Yeah. Do you, do you have any idea what what to expect? Have you heard stories from other people <coughs> that have gone, or from Joe? Well,
3: it, I've heard that it's a diff- difficult experience, um, but I think it'll be good because it'll open my eyes a bit.
2: And what happens when people go there? Do you have a... you heard... Well, sense? what
3: I've been seeing is when people, before they went, there was, like, struggling, and there was, like, wasn't in a good position. Yeah. And um, when after the bean they've changed the life around and they're going straight for the right direction.
13: Yeah, I'm i I'm not gonna lie, like I think it will be a, a shock for me. I I have travelled, yeah but I yeah. think um, you know not having running water and electricity twenty four seven, you know, we we are very blessed to have that all the time, whenever we want, on demand and not to have those luxuries I think, will be a struggle, and I think the heat as well. Yeah. Um, And I think, speaking to some of the young, um, the the youths that come through who have been, and they talk about their experiences, um, there's a a lot of shocking images, like, a lot of different um, situations, what they might see, what they don't see here, Mm -hmm. you know, um, because they go into schools and they go into... Um, just disabled homes and old people's homes and you know some of the kids that come through youth club and we've spent some time with and they've done stuff like painting old ladies nails and we're talking about a, a 14 year old boy kind of thing yeah. do you know what I mean like who that respect there is is unbelievable because that opportunity was created for them to do this kind of stuff um, but the, the all All of the stories are here are also positive,
8: mm-hmm.
13: and it's something I've always wanted to do anyway, and what better to do it with these guys who are a big part of also like my family as I, I see it because mm-hmm. we spend so much time with them
2: anybody wants to suggest a song that you want to play. Yeah, <laughs> Cameron <McCoy. laughs> <Yeah>. No, she listens to the lyrics, yes, the lyrics yes. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Maybe
13: about me and Kieran was listening to a bit of Bob Marley in the car this morning, weren't we? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a little Bob Marley. Which Bob Marley? Marley? <laughs> what song was it? What was song. It, what was it called? It was that like Don't, Don't worry, worry one, wasn't it? But what was it? What was the Don't time? Worry. Yeah. About a thing. We were singing, we went to LS10 this morning, me and Kieran was having a little bit of sing-along on the way back. As nice. you do. Yes. When the sun's shining, windows down.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh. Cameron, Fremner, Alicia, and Kieran, Nee, and Joe. Yeah. For talking to us here at Reestablish in Holbeck, thank you for joining us on the radio. You're
13: Thanks. welcome.
2: <laughs> So you are listening to Red Kite here on East Leeds FM, the third of our three big summer broadcasts. If you missed parts of this show or the other shows, they're all available online at Chapel FM websites, uh, or you can go to any podcast, any major podcast site and just search for Red Kite and we'll pop up and you can hear all the episodes so far, plus some bonus features that will be coming up in the next few weeks. So we were just talking to um, Ryu, um, uh Reestablished down in Holbeck, uh, just down the road from Elland Road uh, football stadium. We have one more piece. We are nearing the end of the show. Aaron, what's coming up next? We have a strange little twist to end the show with. We
1: we do indeed. So our next piece is from the future. Now don't worry, there's no need to fire up the DeLoreans or go to the nearest TARDIS because we are taking you to the year 2070 for the 50-year sort of What what, what do you call it? Reunion. 50 year reunion of the Next Generation Broadcasting Group. Here we go. Listen, listen, listen with your inner ear.
2: And I'm very excited to have this reunion of next-gen broadcasters from the year 2020. So I am here with Aaron, Josh, Dwaria, Sam, and even brought back out of retirement, Elliot Moon, who's back at the chapel here in the year 2070. And we're here to talk about what things were like way back 50 years ago, during that strange coronavirus year of 2020. First of all, welcome everybody.
15: Hello. Hello. Hi.
2: It's been years, decades, since since some of us have seen each other. What have people been up to over the last Fifty years or forty years since you were last at the chapel.
8: I uh, I created the ultimate anti-aging pill, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I look exactly the same.
14: I feel very old. My back has gone. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and last of all, Jamaria, how how have you been in these past decades? These past fifty years?
3: <laughs> Still playing in the back garden.
2: So if you think back to 2020 and those days, those days in the distant past. What do people most remember from those coronavirus times? After-
11: <laughs> Why out the toilet room.
2: But ah, now, you know, you tell, you tell young people about that now and they think you're making it up. But there was actually a time when people were afraid they would run out of toilet roll. I remember going to the places like the bank,
1: wearing mm. a mask. And I remember on the door, there'd been a picture. And it was like a medical mask that went over your mouth. Yeah. And it said, this good. And next to it was a picture of a guy wearing a balaclava. <laughs> and it said, this bad. I that's just funny. think that's quite funny. That that was quite amusing at that. <laughs>
8: I remember uh, back in 2020, and I did my my exams, well I didn't do my exams uh, because we had to stay at home.
2: Thankfully that led to a complete revolution in the education system and everything was totally transformed by the year 2024, so at least some good came out of that. What do you think has been your favourite technological advance in the year since coronavirus lockdown in these past 50 years?
14: Well you see, I was a sound engineer all those years ago. Now they don't even have sound. It's all transmitted through your head. Do you do you remember the, uh, the awkward sound
1: yeah. checks that
2: we used to do? Uh, ah yeah. yeah. You know, just for old times sake, I think we need to ask Aaron what he had for breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> I just,
1: uh, all these years later, the answer's still the same. I don't eat
2: breakfast. Ah, something's never changed. Fifty years later, Aaron Dawson still does not eat breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. I don't eat breakfast. I don't eat bre. I don't eat bre. I don't eat breakfast. I
1: don't eat breakfast. I 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 don't eat breakfast.
9: I still remember, when um, we were in lockdown, we did um, a little show about
2: goats. Do you remember... um... There were some goats that invaded a city, a Welsh city, and took over the centre of town, and were eating all the shrubberies. (laughs) (laughs) I made a little jingle for it, remember? Uh, I think was uh, to let the goats out.
9: I barely got to hear that.
14: Well, I'm glad we banned the goats in the year 2030. (laughs)
8: Yes. And all the
2: goats goats were sent to... uh, so one of the moon, one of the moons of
8: Jupiter. Oh, I I miss um, when that um that Elon Musk fella uh tried to send a couple of people to Mars. I mean, uh, yeah. I don't know, I don't know what he was thinking.
9: I miss um, every time I used to present the show. I used to say that it's radio, but so much more.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. And then the slogan <laughs> changed back in in the year. I think sometime in the early 2030s to uh... I think
14: it was something about its radio but it's not how Phil wants it cuz <laughs> Phil works for the
15: BBC. <laughs> so I've been doing my scientific re- research. Ah, uh,
1: yeah
2: yeah.
15: And going? um I figured out that we've been in a pandemic every 100 years. So prepare yourselves in 50 years cuz we're we'll going to get in another pandemic.
1: But I do have a question, because mm. I'm old and nosy. What, what would you tell your younger self when they listen
8: to this? Don't eat the yellow, no. <laughs> what?
15: Probably just to keep trying, if you, if people start bullying you, bully them back because you know you're just going to get them back for what they did to you.
9: To just keep being the same person I was when I was younger, the type of person that would just not look back, keep looking forward, and if someone tries to get you down, You just keep going.
2: We have a special news alert. We are being joined now in the studio by Harry Ward, who is joining us here on Eastleigh's FM, The Red Kite, having come out from his nuclear bomb shelter. Harry, how are you?
11: Well, I've I've been in my nuclear, what's my makeshift nuclear bunker for the last good bit of the century, such decade. And I've had no idea Chapel FM survived what I assumed was the Worldwide Nuclear Exchange, when actually, I've only just realised there was no Worldwide Nuclear Exchange. I've been stocking canned food and waiting for that attack warning for 30 years. Well, you see, at the start, I was, you know, really considering I've mostly been reading what I took to my shelter from the old world, but I've been been playing what's left of my radio tapes on my battery-powered radio. I've had some some right brilliant dramas and plays and all this on the radio. Such a good thing the humans invented radio, isn't it? (laughs) Well, if I I end up crawling out of my shelter... (sighs) If I end up crawling out of my shelter one day, I might just come and visit you. What was it? The the COVID virus? The 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 virus I think it was coronavirus? I tell you I tell you one thing I do miss. I miss, um, one thing I miss. I mean, obviously the rest of you would have seen the world develop and everything, but I was waiting for the the worldwide nuclear exchange so uh, one thing i do miss going on those walks what were they called those were they why back there's why the walks we all went on does anybody remember them i i do remember going on those those were those were fun indeed <laughs>
1: Uh, didn't Izzy go into um, politics, didn't she become president oh, yeah. or prime minister or some such? I
15: heard House and made it pretty big on Broadway. Oh, has become a huge star in LGBTQ community and helping anyone who's been feeling like that.
2: We're ready to sign out from the year 2070. So for all of you listening back 50 years in the past, in the year 2020, uh, it's been nice talking to you from the future.
15: Celebrate the end of the year from all you've been through. Because you've been through a tough year. Celebrate Celebrate 2020.
14: (laughs) And the Godzilla attack's only five years away. The Godzilla attack's only five years away. (laughs) The Godzilla attack's only five years away. away. (laughs) The Godzilla attack's only five years away.
1: (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) Hello, welcome back to the year uh, 2020, and that that was that was bizarre. Is what that what that was from 50 years in the future, and we're all still going. I would have been 75, and all I can think is I sound bloody good for 75.
2: You do sound good. You sound good in the year 2020, and you sound good in the year 2070, Aaron. Well, thanks for co-hosting this last section of this week's Red Kite. We are at the conclusion of the show. Any final comments, Aaron? Before we before we make our our final credits. Um,
1: I I've only got one thing to say, and that is thank you to you, Tony, for all the hard work you put into all of this.
2: Thank you, thank you, to Elliot, to Katie, Sean, uh, the others who have uh, Peter, who have co who have led the the sections you heard earlier. A shout out to the funders and people who helped make this happen. We've been part of Healthy Holidays. You heard some of those features and Leeds Community Foundation that makes that happen. Also, other amazing people who support us, iGen Trust, Pierce Foundation, Housing Authority Project, Arts Council England, National Lottery, and Youth Music. And we will be back, anyone listening in, in the autumn. Red Kite and other projects like this will continue on. The Chapel FM Arts Center is getting close to, to, to starting to slowly reopen to the public over the coming months, so stay tuned for more. But finally, a thanks to Elliot Moon, who you heard in the year 2070. He's still going well despite some back problems. Here, I'm glad to say, in the year 2020, Elliot is doing well, healthy, and vibrant. So thank you, Elliot, for engineering the show today. So we're ready to take it out. After this, we're going to hear a special bonus feature two radio dramas recorded by Leeds Playhouse as part of their New Views Radio Drama, youth radio drama program. So if you're listening in, stay online. We have uh, two radio dramas coming up, but first, a little song about birds to end the show. I'm your only friend, I'm not your only friend,
4: but I'm a little blowing friend, but really I'm not actually your friend, but I am. Luke and her in the outlet by the light switch, who watches over you, make a little birdhouse so not to put too fine a pawn on it Say I'm the only-
9: Music. Reviews. Chat.
12: Poems.
10: Comedy. Writing.
9: Interviews.
10: ELF-M,
4: it's radio!